0: Welcome to Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents Making money moves with the finest of gents Come and pull up a seat cause we're proud to present How to make some good decisions when you're on the fence
1: Rob and Steve gonna tell you how to do it the best
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents I am Steven Ellis
1: I am Robert Wolfson
0: And we're feeling good, Rob
1: We are feeling good, like Etta James feeling good
0: I, I don't know the reference
1: Oh, no, actually, Michael Buble. okay. And <laughs> a James is sometimes I get a good feeling. okay, yeah. But yeah. Michael Buble is I'm feeling good.
0: I think I thought it was Michael Bubbly.
1: <laughs> if you ask him.
0: Yeah. No, it's the other way around, right? Yeah, that's right. Bubbly is Buble. I do like those commercials. I, I love those He's commercials. He's perfect in them. He's yeah, perfect in them. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's got kind of that sense of humor that I think works. So, Rob, the reason I started the show today with we're feeling good is we're trying to be more optimistic. Well, we're not necessarily trying to be more, more optimistic. Are, we're illustrating the pessimism out there today on this episode and talking about what we feel is important, which is being a bit more optimistic.
1: Are you saying that we're naturally pessimistic?
0: Well, we'll get into that. I'm not saying anything yet, Rob. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to strike the mood oh, as, okay. as being optimistic Am I today. Am foreshadowing? Well, I find even on this on this podcast... We often talk about, you know, sort of apologize at the end of an episode and say, you know, sorry for the mood today, right? It hasn't been that pleasant.
1: Well, I think, too, and we have referenced this lots in the past in our episodes, is that negativity sells headlines, and I think people are more drawn to the negative headlines, and I think it's just easier to dwell on that and be pessimistic over being optimistic. So I guess, Steve, is your glass half full or half empty?
0: Well, today it's definitely going to be half full, Rob. I think most of the time I try and think that way, but again, I think naturally, we tend to be more pessimistic, right? There's there's more pessimism, or let's just say it seems and it feels as though there's more pessimism around us than there is optimism. Is that a fair statement? That's Do fair you feel that way as well? I agree. So I don't want to state it as a fact, but I certainly would say that it feels that way. And Rob, isn't that just a little sad? It is. Right. When you actually stop and think about it. And I think, too, the fact that the news cycle is such that it's quite constant now. And so if the news cycle is negative and the news cycle is constant, we're being bombarded with that pessimism or that negativity. Again, perhaps we're guilty of contributing to that. So today we want to focus more on the opposite side of things. And that's the benefit of being optimistic when it comes to well life, of course.
1: The glass is half full.
0: But specifically when it comes to investing in your investment portfolio. So Rob, let's start from the beginning. Let's go back to the we'll call it the Neanderthal days. So Neanderthal humans. Not that we know a lot about this. We're, we're get, not we're, we're not archaeologists.
1: We're gonna get a history lesson. We're not
0: though. historians. Nope. I've seen Encino Man. You know that's about that's about the extent of, of my knowledge.
1: That's an old reference.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, but new again because you've got um, what's the actor's name?
1: Brendan Fraser. Brendan
0: Fraser, right? He just yeah. won a, an Oscar for right. for the Whale. Anyway, that's an aside. I figured you're a movie <laughs> buff, so you'd want that. You'd like that reference. Anyway, so. We're going back to Neanderthal days and it is said that humans tend to be more pessimistic or leery or suspicious because of the fact that back then we had to ward off predators and essentially fight for survival. So we'll call it always watching over our shoulders. And whether this was the case back then or over time our brains have evolved. We've got a part of the brain called the amygdala, which screens everything for negative news. So therefore, it's said that humans are wired to pay 10 times more attention to negative news than positive news.
1: And I think that makes sense.
0: It does. I mean, again, not biology majors, right? Not human anatomy majors by any means. But, you know, we've read that. and And essentially, that does make sense, whether it's factual or not. Again, we're just asking you to sort of take a look in the mirror and think yeah does that does that fit right does that fit with human nature and we both agree that it does
1: yeah and if you think about it like the negative news is always bigger and more dramatic so think of like natural disasters wars famines just all those things are always massive huge things they're sudden they're spectacular and they're way more spectacular than the positive events which tend to be kind of more gradual
0: right so one could make the argument that we're paying more attention but also the fact that there's more of it, right? There's more of that type of news. But you're right, the news does tend to be more dramatic and sudden and spectacular than, say, positive news. Even to the point where, I think it was during COVID, oh, I said it again, (laughs) during COVID, where individuals were releasing good news. That was it, the Good News Channel. I think it was uh, one of the actors from The Office, John... I looked to to Rob because
1: he's... (laughs) Yeah, I actually don't know this one.
0: Okay. He's also Jack Ryan. Plays Jack Ryan. No, never mind. 0 for 2. Anyway, uh, someone out there is going to know who I'm talking about. Was doing, you know, just a show on YouTube, I think it was, of positive news. So was finding positive news stories out there and releasing them. Because there just isn't enough of it out there. Anyway, to go back to your point earlier, I think it was a great segue into the investment side of things. Because if we look at bear and bull markets. One thing we know about bear markets is they are all of those things that you mentioned. They tend to be quite sudden. They tend to be quite spectacular. Dramatic. And very dramatic. Whereas bull markets, well, and bear markets are, when I say sudden, they're also shorter, right? Whereas bull markets tend to be less of those things, less dramatic, less sudden, and they tend to be far more gradual, right? They, they happen over a longer period of time. And that's what we like about bull markets, essentially, is because they last longer than bears. So if we look at bear markets historically, they last around 289 days on average, bull markets about 2.7 years on average, so much longer than bear markets. So again, when we start to think about how we react to bear markets versus bull markets, we can kind of look at that news cycle and how we react to the news cycle uh, as a bit of a comparison to how we might react to the markets.
1: Yeah, and there's an analogy, Steve, that we talk to a lot about with clients, and I'm sure most people will agree with this, is that markets go up the escalator, but down the elevator. It always takes a long time, just a slow and steady grind higher, but when things uh, happen, they happen quickly and move down quickly. So, Rob, when it comes to
0: investing, I would say that optimism seems to be in short supply. And I think there's a reasonable explanation for that. I mean, to start off with, we alluded to the fact that a lot of the news cycle is negative. So if people are looking at that and taking that as fact, or those are the experts that are saying that, so it must be right, you're going to adopt those beliefs. In terms of the other side of the coin, the optimistic side, you certainly see less of it. And I think part of it is that the pessimistic view is seen as being more intelligent, not as naive. The optimistic view can be seen as a bit naive, a bit oblivious to the risks that are out there. Like, how can this person believe that everything's going to be okay when the world is falling down around me?
1: And I think one thing to point out to Steve is just time frame of reference, a a pessimist looks more immediate at what's happening today, whereas an optimist is looking at the bigger picture. So as much as it may feel bad today, they're looking through the clouds for the sun that's about to shine through on the the other end. Great analogy,
0: Rob. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in my mind. I think one of the other things we see in terms of a pessimistic attitude when it comes to the markets is that I often say that human beings are fixers, right? If someone has a problem, Our natural inclination is to try and fix it. And I think if we're being optimistic, to a certain extent, we're just letting things be. We're saying stick to the long-term strategy. You and I talk about that all the time. To a certain extent, that's letting it be. And I think, again, inherently as human beings, we want to fix the problem. We want to take action, right? There should be an action that needs to be taken. So doing nothing, which may be the optimistic view is seen as being too, perhaps too inactive in a situation that requires some action of some sort. Rob, that reminds me of an old song that I used to love in junior high school by Mr. Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy.
1: That's right. It's a good song. I don't
0: know why that came to mind anyway. uh, it Really, that optimistic view is kind of that, though, don't worry, be happy kind of attitude, right? So, Rob, let's talk about some of the advantages now that optimistic investors have. After I've just mentioned Bobby McFerrin, which
1: may be a bit of a throwback to many I actually thought you were going to go to Hakuna Matata with that one, but that was a good call.
0: That is. both Both are appropriate, for sure. So, in terms of advantages that an optimistic investor might have, one is that although they realize that not everything is going to succeed. In other words, it's not always going to be roses. You're going to have bear markets amongst the bull. They also realize that not everything's going to fail. So in, in short, it's not all doom and gloom, right? The sky isn't falling. See it as sort of a, one chapter in a book, so to speak. Then the rest of the book may be great. You just have one chapter that isn't, uh, doesn't hold your attention as much as the rest, we'll say. So that will give them the ability to, if nothing else, find value when those markets are down, right? We often talk about trying to find value, buy low, sell high, quite simply. So that allows that optimistic investor to see it more as a blip, as opposed to being more, again, doom and gloom, sky is falling type of attitude and take advantage of what's happening at that time.
1: I think great point, Stephen. I think one thing too about optimistic investors is Again, you mentioned it, they know bad things are going to happen, but they're going to take that, they're going to learn from it, they're going to use that information so they're less prone to having another setback in the future. So they're going to learn from the scenario and improve on what can be done better going forward. Right, they're not giving
0: up, Rob. So we'll just use a stock as an example. So they own a stock, very good quality stock, great consistent earnings, good dividend, whatever metrics you want to use. It's a good stock right? But when times are tough, they may abandon that stock. They may sell it because of the
1: Macro situation.
0: Macro situation. The news is coming in. The negativity that they're seeing, they abandon it. And then, again, that optimistic investor will hold on to it, knowing all of those things we've just talked about, you know, that it's a good quality company. And that the, what was your analogy, the sun will shine?
1: That's right. The sun will come out tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, another song reference.
1: Yeah, optimism, Steve, can definitely be a secret weapon when it comes to investing in finance. You're more likely to stick to your plan, because markets tend to reward people who do stick with your plan over the long term and over time. And definitely optimists have that long term view. So it makes sense.
0: So, Rob, yeah, you're right. I mean, we've made a lot of music references today. So I'll say we sound like a bit of a broken record. <laughs> That's a terrible pun. Or is it a good pun? I mean, it was well it's played. It's so bad, it's good. I think is it was it, well played. So, is that one of those? Anyway, uh, what I was going to say was we talk about time in the market not timing the market. right? If you have a more optimistic view of things, you can stay invested, stay the course. And we also talk about sticking to your plan. And I think if you are starting to feel that pessimism take over, review your plan, have a look at it, see if you're on track. And then hopefully that allows you to put those Headlines aside, the pessimism that you're feeling aside, and focus more on the optimism associated with the fact that you are still on track to achieve your goals. Fair statement? Very fair.
1: Right. Broken record, yes, but important. Absolutely. Well, Steve, all this talk about optimism, I definitely have sunshine in mind on a cloudy day today.
0: I'm shaking my head right now.
1: But for all the listeners out there, if you need help with your own optimism mixtape, just give us a call.
0: Right, DJ Steve and Rob to make make you the Optimism Mixtape.
1: The Gents. Yeah, DJ
0: Gents. So, Rob, with that, I am DJ Jazzy Gent.
1: (laughs) And I'm DJ Robbie Rob. And we are a couple of Gents. And we'll talk to you again soon.